I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Real at every angle, I ain't worried about the audit. Never see the hate, tunnel vision on the profit. Boss moves if I want it, best believe I cops it. Team so tough, moving silence like the mafia. Trying to get the form whip, probably name it Claudia. Wife rocking Tiffany, that's just another day to me. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me. Stronger than I ever been, never break, never bend. God first, family second, money is like next again. So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, guard and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof, built tougher than your average Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof What's up everybody, you're on the Bulletproof Mafia And I'm Michael Munsterman Today's episode, Fight So you might have seen my post yesterday on Instagram if if you don't follow me on Instagram it's at MJ Munsterman MJ Munsterman and and the post yesterday was just fight fight so whenever I'm talking about fighting you know there's a lot of different ways that we could go with this but I want to start out by telling you a couple stories um, maybe just one of a literal fight that I was in as, as a young person, I was pretty mouthy. Um, I, I could talk myself into and out of a lot of hairy, sticky situations. And it actually, it it was a great tool to learn. I, I learned to get sharp, sharp in that moment where adrenaline's rushing through you and you can't hardly control your breathing. And you know, you, if you say the wrong thing, you're going to get punched in the mouth. And, and so just, there have been several times in my life where I've been in that situation and I was just absolutely for sure that I was about to get beat up and I, and I talked my way out of it. As an adult, something weird happens. We, we forget that fire. We, we forget that the win on the other side of the fight, we forget what it feels like when you you know, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose when you're in the ring, but we forget what it's like when we have that victory moment and our hands are lifted up over our head and everybody's patting you on the shoulder or the back saying, great job, good job, that was awesome. You know, I see that a lot of times in the gym. Somebody will defeat something. They'll fight through something. They'll have a benchmark, a, a, you know, a, a really physical, like the, this breakthrough moment. And they damn near dance like they start jumping up and down in place and, and like celebrating arms flexed and shaking and and and, you know, <laughs> like just rapid fire. They're so excited. Everybody around them erupts into cheering and, and, and they're being encouraged through because they won this battle. They won this fight. For me in 2015, I had felt beat down Now I had had a lot of successes and I like life was good, but internally I felt like I got my ass kicked and I, and you've heard this story, right? Like I put myself in a situation where I went and, and, and I like to go to crazy events where they do crazy things and push myself. And this, I'm trying to decide this year if I want to 
do some sort of a marathon or or go do some kind of a a, a go rock or, or something that you know like some sort of a just something there are lots of things out there and i'm trying to pick something that will challenge me and scare me a little bit but one time just to test myself i decided i wanted to get into a boxing ring and i hadn't been in a real fight as an adult at all so at at 35 or 6 years old i'm i'm on the edge of the ropes and there's 30 of us around taking turns now they we've been sized up and i'll i'll back up a little bit further i'll tell you this whole story so we were in a situation where we knew a, a bunch of us men knew that at the end of hanging out for a week we were going to fight and and the organizers of the event thought it would be a really smart idea to bring in some boxing coaches and and they wanted an opportunity to see which ones of us could throw a punch, who could throw a hard punch, who could take a punch, because they didn't want it just to be a bloodbath and, and us be thrown in. And inside of this, there was there was all sorts of different levels of physicality, fitness aggression aggression aggressors you could just tell who the fighters and the scrappers were and then you could tell the the folks that um maybe had never thrown a punch ever you watched them and it was almost comical you wish that you could i wish that i could put a little recording here of like the bat punching that was going on if you've ever seen somebody that they, they like they like look like they're swatting flies like this is it was so funny now, I've always had a heavy bag in my house, so I've taught myself. Like, I never went to boxing class or any, like we've never taken any lessons or, or been to an actual gym where they did this. But this place that we were, they, they constructed an actual boxing ring and they had referees and they had the organizers and then they had corner coaches. And like it was real. You were about to get punched in the face. But first they wanted us to warm up and they used this warm up as an opportunity to size us up. And because I'd had, had a heavy bag in my home, I had taught myself how to jab, how to create little movements in the bag, how to throw a, just a really hard punch that seemed like, you know, you hit the bag so hard on the upper 50% of the bag that it rocks the bottom. And you can just tell, man, if I landed that on somebody's face, it would mess them up. And of course, you have all these, as at least I do, whenever I'm hitting the bag, I have all these grand ideas of in this situation this is what I would do but I can tell you that in the warm-up was the only place that having a heavy bag helped me it what I found was when I first got into this match I became the heavy bag <laughs> and but here's what was so crazy about this and why I'm, I'm sharing this story so we there were 30 of us and we're being warmed up together some of us are holding you know, this, this big, uh, pad that you punch and they were sizing like, okay, whenever so-and-so hits that bag, the guy behind it, you can tell he's getting hit hard. And then some guys just, it was, it was really, really sad watching them attempt to hit the bags and then go through this motion. This is a jab. This is a hook. This is an uppercut. This is, you know, we're going to go in pattern now, left, left, right, jab, jab, hook, jab, jab, hook uppercut like and they took us through these motions and, and I didn't realize what they were doing was they were actually pairing us up pre-time for the fight 
And so I, I looked over and there was a table and on the table, there were a bunch of these cards and, and on the cards were each of our faces and, and they were all over there talking back and forth and, and, and they were, 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 were putting us in our fighting order. Now in this, about the same time, one of the coaches of the event comes up to me. He goes, let me tighten your gloves, check your tape, make sure everything's good, good, good. He goes, you ready for this dude? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, no matter what. And I said, absolutely. I feel sorry for who you put in front of me. He's like, get it. That's yeah. And, and like, he's like pumping me up and I'm like, yeah, like, and and there's a little bit of ego involved in this, right? Like feel sorry for the guy you put in the ring with me. No, if you're watching the video of this, if you've never met me, I'm, I'm 200, 210 pounds, depending on the time of year, sometimes 215 ish. Um, never under 200. I definitely wasn't then. I was probably 215, 220. And, and, and not a physical specimen at all. Like I take good care of myself. I work out. I, I, I try to stay fit. And in this particular week, I wasn't in the best shape of my life. In fact, I was probably on, on one of the downturns of my, my personal physicality. And so they started pairing people and putting them into the rings and letting them fight. And we would watch fight, 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 fight. And then they'd take, take a little bit of a break and we're all sitting there together and like, Hey, we're just curious, you know, based on kind of what we're seeing here, what we'd like you guys to do is raise your hand. Have you ever, have you ever punched somebody in the face? Several of us raised our hands. In fact, almost every single person raised their hands. And, and this other dude, um, one guy didn't raise his hand specifically. And then another guy didn't raise his hand. One was a doctor and one looked like a professional bodybuilder. And, and so they said, okay, well, have you ever punched anyone in the face and hands went up again? But now this time the doctor raised his hand, but the bodybuilder guy still didn't raise his hand and, and and they called him out by name. And I'm not going to do that to him because he's, he's a good, good friend of mine. And that's not the, the point of the story, but it'll, it'll make sense here in a little bit. They looked at him and they said, you've never been in a fight. He kind of chuckled, arms crossed, veins bulging from his forearms and his biceps. And he goes, would you want to fight me, coach? And he goes, the coach kind of laughed. He goes, no, I guess I probably wouldn't. So this continues this pairing up and putting people in the ring, pairing up, putting people in the ring. And and it was surprising how well people fought and, and what was going on. And and I noticed that this guy, this muscular, chiseled specimen who had been through several crazy extreme events like Kokoro, which is that, you know, that's like a Navy SEAL hell week. It's it's for the, the baddest of the bad. Like you go there and for 52 hours you're kept awake and you're you're all but tortured physically to see if you can stand being broken for that long. And they say that on the other side of that is like ton of revelation and, and lots of cool stuff that happens to you. But for me, um, like watching this guy, this, would you want to fight me coach guy? I'm, I'm noticing he's not going up, but I'm starting to look around at the people who they've already paired up. And I'm thinking, well, man, they're going to really missize me with somebody or otherwise I'd have to fight that dude. And he's way out of my league. So I'm looking around for the person that it might be. And I'm starting to get nervous. So we weren't supposed to go over and look at the table, but I just couldn't help myself. So I, I worked my way around the ring and I'm, I'm working down the side of the ring and we're watching fights and I'm cheering for guys and cheering them on and then moving over a couple more people and, and yeah, hey, cool, what's going on? And, and I move over a couple more people and I get to the point where I see the cards on the table. 
and they're stacked in a way that I see this guy's card. And I see that there's a card underneath him. And just off to the right-hand side, that, under, that card underneath was tilted out, and it said E-R-M-A-N under it, Munsterman. I was like, fuck. I don't want to fight this guy. And my heart jumped up in my throat, and I was scared. I was, I was more than scared. Like, I knew that I was going to be humiliated. And so I walked away thinking, I'm going to have to fight this guy. I, 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 can't, back, I can't back down. There's, there's 40 or so people around here cheering on these fights, and I need to get over there and get excited and, and, and be a part of it. And what I really want to do is go hide. I'd like to go cry somewhere if I'm being totally honest, but I'm, I'm expected to stay and fight. And pretty soon I hear his name, and they call him. And he steps into the ring. And then they call my name. And I watched the horror that I was feeling flash across half the guys' face in the crowd. They knew what I was in for. They knew what was going to happen to me. And so I climbed into the ring. I didn't have a choice. It was my responsibility. I had committed. I'd flown to California and hung out with these guys for that week, knowing that this was the pinnacle. This was the end. This was the thing. When I watched the video to decide if I wanted to go do this thing, it was seeing these guys punch each other in the face and blood, you know, running down some of their faces. And and the thought of, man, I'm going to get to punch another man in the face. That's awesome. And it's going to be liberating to be hit, but I won't get beat. This is my story. And then as I'm like slowly crawling through the ropes to get into the ring, I feel like David and Goliath. And I think, stop. Stop being the victim. It's exactly what I thought in that moment. You have had people in your life that you have wanted to punch in the face, that, that deserved to be punched in the face that deserve to feel the wrath of your fight and your attack. This guy weighed every bit of what I did, but no body fat, like six or 7%, 8%, maybe big dude, like cannonball arms on this guy. He could throw a punch. I caught a couple of his punches in the warm up. I knew what it was going to feel like to get hit without that protection there. And I was, you know, my typical arrogant, mouthy self in the crowd. I knew what was going to happen. I saw this all accumulating to a point. And now I'm here in the ring. I had made the decision. I had made the commitment, not knowing what the future would hold inside of any of this. But here I was fighting the one guy out of the entire crowd that I didn't want to fight. But I had to. And I started to think about old business partners. I started to think about people who had taken advantage of me or my family. I started to think about people who had spread rumors or said something shitty about me. I started to think about the, the, 
the comments that I would hear walking through my restaurant when somebody's sitting at the table, or I started to think about all of the customers who would stand up to me in an environment where they knew they were protected because if I did anything to them while they were treating me like a piece of shit, I would get sued and I had way more to lose in the conversation than them. And it just started to pile inside of me and my heart started to race, but it was a different kind of race. It wasn't fear anymore. It was fight. There was no more thought of flying. There was no more thought of running. There was no more thoughts of crying. There was, there is this person who represents everyone who I have been wanting to unleash on. And this is my chance. And I took all that fear and all of that energy and all of that anger. And I just, I gave myself permission to let it go. And then my, my corner coach, he says to me, be smart. Don't go nuts. This is a big dude. <laughs> this is not what you say to the guy that's going in against Goliath, right? And then I look across the ring and the coach who I said, I feel sorry for whoever you put me in the ring with, grabs this guy, pulls him back, whispers and points right at me. And I knew what he had just done. He had just told him what I had said. The bell rang, and here he came. It was like bald bull coming at me in the ring. If you ever play Mike Tyson punch out, proportionate, everything's right in your mind right now. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm the little, the little guy. I what, Phil? You remember the guy's name in Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson punch out the little. Anyway, um, I want to say Tony, but that's not it. Anyway, here he comes. And we start to exchange punches. I'm, I've got my elbows up. I'm protecting my ears. I'm taking a couple blows to the head. He's going for the head. And so I know he's trying to hurt me. And, and now what's cool about this was the, they were hybrid rounds, 45 to 60 seconds, or until somebody, somebody was bested. And so we're 30 to 40 seconds into this, and I see him drop his, his right arm. And he came in with an uppercut that hit me right in the mouth. Now, these punches had hurt. Several of them were setting me back. And I'm not a little guy. But this one knocked me off my feet. And I, I, I lost my footing. And I fell backwards. And I just remember how pissed off I was. I exploded up. And headed right back for the center of the fight, and they and they they split it up. They broke it up. Okay, everybody, like that. That's good. That's good. Good job. Pointed that guy. He obviously won that round because of that uppercut because he knocked me down. So I go back to my corner. My coach says, "Keep fighting. Don't stop. You're doing way better than I thought you would. You've got this." <laughs> this guy who was in my corner was a professional boxer. He's had lots of conversations with, with coaches in his corner before, and now this is what he did. And, and I can't imagine this is what he would say to a normal box, somebody who's like he's in their corner. And he says, I want you to throw a left hook to the side of his head. He's going for the uppercut, throw a left hook. So round number two, ding, 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 we go in. This man and I, stand in the middle of the ring and we begin to exchange blows. And I'm not talking about, hey, I jab, you jab, I jab, we dance, you jab, I jab, you dance. I'm talking about we went to war. Throwing hard punches at each other, landing lots of them. 
Later, the guys who were watching said that it looked like the most organized exchange of blows that like we both looked like we were boxers in a ring throwing hard, hard punches at each other and just taking turns letting them land. And a couple times in that exchange, I watched that uppercut fly right past my face. Just sheer luck that I wasn't right at the, the receiving end of that uppercut. He was going for, like he was going for it. And then right as they were coming in to, to end that second round, he landed one again. And it hurt. Oh, man, it hurt. So I go back to my ring. He goes back to his. Now I'm pissed. Like I'm madder than I was before. And I thought, you said you wanted to deliver the punch that you wanted to deliver to so many specific people. You wanted to deliver the hit to all of those different situations. The things where I had to be confined and held back and, and proper and I'm beating myself up. And I get back to my, my corner and the coach goes, are you good? And I said, no, I'm pissed. And he said, good. Now listen to me. <laughs> Throw the hook. I'm like, dude, I'm trying. And I did. I had tried. I threw lots of hooks. I threw lots of jabs. I threw hard punches. I threw quick punches. And it, it, it felt insurmountable. I didn't feel like there was any way I could win. And the bell rang and we went back in again. Only this time, we started exchanging differently. It was a little bit more organized. I threw punches. Now that I was used to being in the fight, I threw punches based on where there was an opening. I threw punches based on where I felt like I was connecting. He started to land some good hard punches that felt like they were like missiles seeking their target. And the target was my face. And I saw that hand drop and I knew it was time to get hit with another one of those uppercuts. And I threw the hardest left hook I've ever thrown in my life. And it landed right on his chin. Snapped his neck off to the side. And I watched this man buckle. Knocked him out cold. One hit. Inside of this fight that I didn't think that I could win. Everyone went ballistic. The coaches went straight to him because, of course, insurance and he's knocked out he's on the ground so he needs to tend to him it's not me I'm jacked up I'm excited my my ring coach the only time I watched him do this for any of the other 15 16 fights hops over the ropes and comes in and wraps his arms around me and was like rubbing the top of my head and you did it you did it yeah and, and guys are screaming fuck yeah and, and just going nuts and they're throwing towels and everybody's excited and like the, in this little bitty 30 40 group of people the crowd's going wild And I got out and I couldn't stop. I couldn't shut the anger off. I couldn't shut the, the frustration. I couldn't shut the animal down. It was out. I let it go. It, I knew what it felt like to let that dark warrior, that person that needed to be willing to fight through it to the surface. The one, the same version of me that every single person in my life had tried to condition and control and hold down. 
And in that moment, I, I found so much liberating power in letting that, that version of me surface. And a guy, uh, Jim Stegg, walks up to me. Jim says, like, comes up to me. He's one of the assistant coaches for this big event. And he goes, dude, in all of my life, I've never seen somebody with eyes as crazy as yours were in that ring. What were you thinking about? And I knew exactly what I had been thinking about. But he didn't really... Like we didn't, it wasn't the, the, the place. I, I didn't have an opportunity to share with him. I knew it wasn't the right time. I just said, I let it out. And he goes, well, whatever you let out, you should do that more often. That was awesome. And he took off running. So am I telling you this story so that I can brag about the time that I knocked the guy out? Absolutely not. I'm telling you this story because my Instagram post, fight, it means something. It's not just about, it's not just about getting into battles that we know we're going to win. It's about pushing ourselves into situations that sometimes seem insurmountable. I don't put myself in contests or situations or competitions as a grown man because I'm, I'm, you know, sadistic or, or, or I have like this self harm element. I, I, that, that's not what it is. It's that on the other side of that discomfort is power. On the other side of not knowing what, what's going to happen, not knowing who's going to be the victor, not knowing how it's going to end all of those things put you in a position that allow you to expand as a person. And they make the, like we become conditioned to our environment. So the more often you put yourself in a situation where you're in a fight, but it's a controlled situation, a controlled environment that you decide the rules on, the more comfortable you get in that moment, the better you get when those moments present themselves and they're not controlled. When someone's absolutely losing their mind in front of you, at you, and they're angry, and they're cussing, and they're screaming, and there's spit coming out of their mouth, and veins popping out of their forehead, and their neck is red, and everything indicates they're ready to rip your head off, you have this power in knowing that inside of you is a warrior that you could let out and destroy this person. Whether it be physically whether it be verbally, whether it be just by like, like just destroying them with facts and removing the fiction and the feelings and just like, pa, ah, like it's just like, there's something crazy about that that I can't describe hardly. But this feeling, this is the, it, it's such an identical feeling when you start a company. It's an identical feeling when you put yourself in a place of vulnerability and you walk into a conversation in, in that relationship that's been strained or stressed. It's the same feeling you get like with a lot lower stakes as when you sit down at a blackjack or craps table. It's a, kind, it's a special kind of discomfort 
that releases adrenaline and and your adrenal grant glands just go nuts and, and and like you get like you you become i don't want to say conditioned to the discomfort but you become kind of conditioned to the discomfort so when somebody else who who hasn't purposefully made the decision to fight through things in their lives, when they're standing next to you and they're experiencing the same situation you are, the same facts that you are, the same emotions coming from somebody else as you are, you handle them so much differently because you've conditioned yourself to know how. You've time and time again made the choice to fight. Not always out of aggression, but sometimes just out of your situation. You decided to fight through smoking. You decided to fight through a workout. You decided to fight for your relationships. You decided to fight for your children's time. You decided to fight to scale and grow as an individual. You decided to fight as you got up before everyone else and and you picked up that book and you just read. You decided to fight for the people that you care about who were complacent in their relationships with most people, but because your effort, they give you their time. You fight for the things that you care about and you do it intentionally knowing that it's uncomfortable, knowing that it's scary, knowing that time and time again you make a decision to climb through the ropes and face your Goliath. And you learn how to take other situations and other stories and other nonsense that's holding you back and instead of letting it hold you down, you use it as fuel to win the fight see I'd love to say that everything that we want to accomplish in this world is is easy and it'll just come to you just will it into existence it's horseshit all the way down to the conversation of faith almost every conversation is a you step they step process they step you step you step they step It's not one-sided, just a bunch, bunch of withdrawals. It's a, it's a conversation of fight. It's a conversation of stepping through the ropes and exchanging with something that scares you, that challenges you, that pushes expansion inside of your mind and your body. I'm telling you, if you can get this through your head, if you can make a decision that starting today for the thing that I care the most about, I'm willing to fight. If you can get there, it'll forever change you. After that week in California, I walked through the airport. And it might have all been in my head, but I walked a little bit taller. And there was a different energy coming out of me, something that that I don't, I like, I can't exactly articulate it. But I felt like a different man. I felt like people were turning to to look at me. I felt like they were watching me. I saw more heads turn than I normally did. I was taller that day. I was stronger that day. I was a better version of me on the other side of the fight. And that's exactly what happens 
every single person who conquers that thing that scared them. For every single person that makes the decision to fight. Savvy. Your average ultimate hustler. I'm the total package bulletproof. I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a